0: Welcome, everyone, to Week 8 in the NFL with a Daily Fantasy Dudes podcast. As we're almost at the halfway point of the NFL season, tough to see it go by so fast, but seems to do that every year. Tom Galland, along with Matt Van Every, Matt's on the road this week, so he won't be on the broadcast, but he did send along his picks, so we'll go through those. And let's get right to it. First and foremost, of course, at the quarterback spot. And the three that I'm looking at, some pretty good values and I think they're going to be putting up some big numbers this week. And that's Phillip Rivers once again. They have basically no running game, or at least they've largely given up on it with San Diego. So he's throwing the ball all the time. And just purely on volume, he's going to reach some good numbers at a price of $6,600 on DraftKings. That's not too shabby. Fan do a little higher at 8500 But price is very reasonable, I think, on DraftKings and that's where I'll be rolling with a lot of Phillip Rivers. Also like Eli Manning at New Orleans. Same price, 6600 but much lower on FanDuel at 7300 in a game where, once again, the ball should be in the air quite a bit. But my sleeper pick, and one of my favorites for the week, coming off the bye week, his receivers now are healthy. At home, Jay Cutler against Minnesota, and I know Minnesota gave fits to Matt Stafford last week, but I think it was largely because of a Detroit offensive line that just wasn't getting the job done. So Jay Cutler at fifty two hundred on DraftKings, only thirty-two dollars on Yahoo. Man, I just think he's an absolute steal at those price points. So I will be rolling with some Jay Cutler, and I think he's likely not going to be all that heavily owned. Obviously a lot of people are on Phillip Rivers. Matt's picks, he also loves Phillip Rivers. Likes Joe Flacco, the counterpart in that game, figures the ball should be up in the air, and Flacco, very reasonably priced, 5500 on DraftKings, 5300 on Fantasy Hub. He also mentions Big Ben in his return with Pittsburgh. I'm a little dicey on that one. It's one of those risky ones, his very first game back against a tough Cincinnati opponent. And he also likes Nick Foles going up against the 49ers, as he figures with the running game working, Foles isn't making the kind of mistakes he was earlier in the year, so a good opportunity there. Moving on to the running back position, everybody and their mother will be on him, but he's still worth playing. Right now, Todd Gurley is playing like Devontae Freeman was for that four or five-week stretch, and actually Freeman's still pretty close to that level. So it's almost impossible to leave him off, and I know in some GPPs you're going to want to say, hey, you know, I want to be different, which I totally get, but me personally, I will be rolling with Todd Gurley on every lineup. Price is definitely coming up. But he is fairly cheap on Yahoo at 34 reasonably priced on DraftKings at 6300 and he's 6100 on Fantasy Hub. So it's not like he's out of the ballpark as far as pricing goes. There are certainly several running backs priced higher than that. I don't think any of them has a better matchup and just is playing better football right now. He got in the end zone a couple times last week. I expect more of the same this week. The other running backs I'm looking at, obviously Freeman well within play. Uh, Justin Forsett, I think, is a great one against San Diego, a team that gives up a lot of yardage. So those are kind of my core guys. Chris Johnson is one that also is mentioned by Matt. He also loves, of course, Forsett and Gurley. Danny Woodhead, another one to look at. The short passing game to him will largely be the running game for the San Diego Chargers this week. Moving on to receivers, let's roll with that. Keenan Allen, I think uh, an obvious choice in that game. He's the main target by Phillip Rivers, so he's one that I love. And also like Stevie Johnson in that game, under opportunity where if the guy's going to be throwing 40, 50, 60 times a game, he's got to throw it to some of these receivers, and those are two key guys, deep threats as well. If you want to have somebody on Monday night, generally I like to do that, certainly. Carolina, it's a tough place to play for Indy, but I like going with the secondary receiver, Dante Moncrief in that one. Also like the secondary receiver, For the Cincinnati Bengals going against Pittsburgh, who you figure they're going to do everything they can to slow down A.J. Green. That should open things up for Marvin Jones, who's been playing very well of late, so I like him there. Steve Smith for the Baltimore Ravens against San Diego, of course, a game where we anticipate a lot of balls in the air. Stephon Diggs for the Minnesota Vikings at Chicago, and probably my favorite of the week, Alshon Jeffrey of those Chicago Bears against the Minnesota Vikings. Looking down the list for Matt this week, he likes Antonio Brown and Martavis Bryant in that game with the Pittsburgh Steelers facing off with the Cincinnati Bengals and Big Ben back at the quarterback spot. Also likes Steve Smith, Michael Floyd going against the Browns, Marvin Jones, as I mentioned, and Stephon Diggs, a big player for Minnesota at Chicago. Moving on to tight end, really there's not a whole lot that I see is a big potential at the tight end position. Again, I do like getting Monday night guys. If you can squeeze in Greg Olson, little pricey, 6500 on DraftKings, then go ahead and do that. I just Every week, I really love to have somebody going in a Monday night game, and this week's Monday night game isn't exactly chock full of offensive powerhouse kind of guys, so it could be a bit of a struggle. Greg Olson's a good choice if you can get him in there. I mean, Ted Ginn would be an opportunity as well. Receiver spot, much cheaper than Greg Olson. Richard Rodgers is another one I kind of like in uh, Denver, playing with Green Bay Packers. think that game will be a little higher scoring than people might think. So Richard Rodgers, very cheap at the tight end position, pretty much min-price throughout the industry, and a good opportunity there to get at least a few passes from Aaron Rodgers. And finally for me, I think uh, Delaney Walker for Tennessee, his big problem is so far he's just not getting into the end zone. He's getting a lot of looks. Typically he'll get you five or six catches a game, somewhere around 75 yards. Need him to get in the end zone, and this week, Tennessee playing at Houston, and I think they'll be capable of getting in the ball in the red zone a little more this week. Matt likes Jason Witten of the Dallas Cowboys, of course, going against the Seahawks. Seahawks definitely struggle against the tight end position. My only fear there is with the backup quarterback, I don't know how consistent he'll be as Matt Cassell had a rough outing in his first one for the Dallas Cowboys. And his second pick is Martellus Bennett of the Chicago Bears. Going against the Vikings, that's a good choice. He's 4,900 on DraftKings. I think of the middle-tier, kind of upper-middle-tier guys, Bennett has the most upside, as that game also could be a nice high-scoring affair. Moving on to defense, I'll tell you, I think I'm only going with one. and I I made the mistake of not using them on all of my lineups last week, and I really felt like I should have. This week, I won't be making the same mistake. I'm going with the Rams in a great situation. They're at home playing the Niners who struggle offensively. We already know that Carlos Hyde is definitely out. Really, the biggest fear for me is just that the Rams might be complacent going into this game, so I hope Jeff Fisher really gets the boys riled up because this one has an outstanding opportunity for some major defensive points if the Rams are ready to roll. If I was going to go for a secondary choice, cheap, if you really need to go cheap, I actually don't mind the Raiders as the Jets often struggle when they get to the West Coast. And the Raiders, they've picked up their pass rush. Alden Smith has really helped them. Now he's had a few games under his belt. And I think they can put up some points against the Jets. Not exactly a powerhouse offense. So if you need to go super cheap, they're about as cheap as you can get. Otherwise, I'm all over the Rams. And for Matt, he's the same way. He loves the Rams. and He's also on the Falcons as they host the Buccaneers. Let's wrap it up with our tip of the week. And that's going to be If you haven't been doing it so far, make sure that you check in on the website dailyfantasydudes.com on Sunday morning before you finalize things, usually by 45 minutes or so before the kickoff of those early games. We'll have actual lineups that we're using up there. Sometimes I'll post a lineup, for instance, off of the Fantasy Alarm or other subscription site that I use so you'll get some other ideas and late-breaking information. Maybe there's been a change in our opinions on some player or something new has developed, maybe an injury. Check that out before you commit to things. I think you'll get a lot of good tips. And like I say, you won't find too many podcasts or anybody out there that does advice for Daily Fantasy that actually posts their lineups before the games start. So you can check ours out each and every week at dailyfantasydudes.com. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast on iTunes or your favorite provider. And if you do use iTunes, we'd greatly appreciate it if you left a review of the show. We love the feedback and it helps us move up the podcast rankings. Hey dudes, don't forget to follow me on Twitter under @uFantasyDude. I'll always have links to the podcast in my fantasy hub blog articles posted there as soon as they become available. Plus tips and more info throughout the week. And remember, when it comes to daily fantasy, have fun, win money, don't be ridiculous.